What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily articles on analysis, news, and opinion over there on the website. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will get into that and the write of the week in a few moments here on the show when we get into the stat of the week. Before we do any of that, though, let's talk about the latest news that puts the Cowboys on track for another dominant performance. And let me know in the chat from 1 to 10, how confident are you on the Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers from a defensive point of view? Let's stick to the defense for tonight's show for the most part, at least. The Cowboys, you know, dominated Tampa Bay and the Bucs. But now it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Because it's the 49ers. And they've got George Kittle. They've got Brandon Ayuk. And then they've got another couple of guys named Devo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. And those are a challenge. Those are a big time challenge. So from 1 to 10, how confident are you on the defense playing the 49ers? Shout out to the YouTube chat. By the way, the Facebook chat. Uh, Toxic Tom, 6 to Midnight, Bruce, Ines. Nathan goes with nine. Dan Williams goes with eight. Adam goes with 9.8. Uh, six says uh, Toxic Tom. Cal Tenahan is something else, man. Maddie H goes with seven. Brian Thompson goes with seven over at Facebook. AJ goes with seven. I'm going to go. Man, I'm, I, I am quite confident. And I will get into the whole reason why. I'm going to go with eight. I do got to give some respect to Cal Tanahan. I agree. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. One of the best offensive architects for sure. And he's been able to construct an offense that just leaves and dies via yards after catch. The, his offense makes any running back look like an old-timer. He makes any quarterback look like he's super comfortable. It doesn't look like he's in the pocket in an NFL game. It looks like he's sitting in the couch playing Madden at times. He he makes life easier for his players. So shout out to Kyle Tanahan. Like we got to respect them for that. But I still will go with a high score for the Cowboys defense because I think that this is more or less the defense that we've thought they are uh, they have been for most of the season. This is a dominant defense. I know that the Cowboys were, you know, falling off over the last half of the regular season because of injuries. But the Cowboys reached a solution, and they actually showed it on Monday's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the solution was to the problem of who do you play at cornerback when you don't have anybody to play at cornerback. You know, the Cowboys were down Anthony Brown. They were down Jordan Lewis. Trayvon Mullen didn't work out. Kelvin Joseph didn't work out. And we thought, and I thought at least, that Xavier Rhodes was going to be the guy to take over for the Dallas Cowboys against Tampa Bay. 
Turns out that wasn't the case, though. The reality was they pushed Dayron Bland outside against Tampa, and they figured out a way to defend the inside receiver, the slot receiver, and at times the tight ends. And that was a healthy combination of Jaron Kears, who played 28 snaps in the slot, Israel Mukwamu, who played 25 snaps in the slot, and then Dayron Bland, who had 25 himself. The Cowboys were very, very versatile on Monday night. And the fact that Jaron Kears, and here's where the latest news enters the conversation, is expecting to play on Sunday just made me feel a lot better because Jaron Kears suffered an injury towards the end of the game. It turns out that it was an MCL sprain, but he told reporters on Wednesday, first practice of the week, it was a walkthrough. Jaron Kears was listed as limited on the injury report. And the fact that he's expecting to play changes the entire preview of this game, in my opinion. If Kears was to miss the game, then we would be talking about a lot of trouble. I mean, we already are because the 49ers are good. But what I mean is now the Cowboys can really stick to their plan so far, which has been to replace the... the cornerback problem the the cornerback absence of Anthony Brown with Daron Bland on the outside and then have a lot of snaps in which either Jaron Kears or Israel Mukwamu take over I would have to go back and keep close tabs on the rotation on the defensive backfield to be sure of this but I think that those 25 snaps in the slot from Daron Bland happened until Jaron Kears was injured late in the game because that's actually when we started seeing a lot of Savior roads. Because then they pushed Daron Bland inside back again. And then they had Savior Rhodes play on the outside while the Cowboys had a comfortable lead too. So I think that's where most of Bland's snaps in the slot came from. But the Cowboys have figured out a way to adjust their secondary and to align it. And I'm feeling confident that that will work against the San Francisco 49ers as well. Now... To be fair, you might not be too concerned about coverage on this one. I mean, obviously you are because the 49ers have very good weapons and Kyle Shanahan will do a good job of scheming guys open. But the main concern might be to have guys that can tackle as well. And for example, Israel Mukwamu had an amazing night versus the Bucks in the slot. But I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I would put my money on his on Jaron Kears being a better tackler than Israel Mukwamu, just because he's big bodied, because he's been playing this role of hybrid linebacker slash safety kind of role for Jaron Kears, whereas Israel Mukwamu has been more of a safety slash nickel cornerback. So if you're talking about who's the better tackler, I would put my money on Jaron Kears. But Mukwamu has also been amazing in coverage, so expect a lot of number 24 on Sunday's game. I was looking back on our interview from May with Israel Mukwamu. He was on primetime. For those of you who were here, uh, you remember that interview. And I loved that Easy in that interview mentions, mentions the fact that he likes corner better than safety. So you know that he has earned the right 
to play his favorite position for the Cowboys this 2022 season. Now, speaking of, and these numbers uh, actually are coming via a John Owning tweet, who covers, of course, uh, the NFL for PFF. Israel Mukwamu, out of 24 snaps in coverage from the slot, he allowed just two receptions from five targets, 16 yards, and a 48.8 passer rating. So if the Cowboys want to adjust the secondary once more and actually feature Israel Mukwamu more and let Jaron Kears be more of a free safety, uh, I mean, not, not like an actual free safety, but I mean more like a chess piece that moves around and maybe they match him up against George Kittle or something like that. You can also do that in this game. The thing that I love is that it seems like Dan Quinn is going to have a lot of options to match up against these 49ers offense. And don't, don't get it twisted. I think that this will be an offense that Dan Quinn might be able to exploit. They're very good. I mean, I don't want to doubt the 49ers at all, but you, you can force Brock Purdy into some mistakes. I am 100% convinced about that. The problem will be getting the 49ers in situations in which the pass rush can force those mistakes. Because if the 49ers are comfortably running the football at you and doing quick game stuff to force your defenders to tackle in open space all game long, then we might be talking about some trouble. But anyways, let's see some of your comments here on the show before we get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, which also is a number that bodes well for the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Spoiler alert. But let's see what some of you have to say. Blue Dab says, wonder if Kelvin Joseph gets cut this offseason. I don't know how, how we can dismiss it. We can't. Like, it is a real possibility. Manny Ramos says, stop their crossing routes is the number one key. Diggs isn't that good versus those routes. Roy Fletcher says, Chip Boza slash hit him in the ribs all night. That will be interesting, actually, Roy. Here's the thing. You, you, I mean, Nick Bosa is likely going to line up against Tyron Smith over on the right side of the Cowboys' offensive line. That is where Nick Bosa rushes the passer most of the time. And it is no secret that Tyron Smith doesn't like chipping his guy. Like, he doesn't like his offense chipping his guy. It's one of those things. Some offensive tackles don't like their teams doing that. They prefer to not to have more control over whether the defender goes outside or inside. Because if you chip the guy, one of the downsides is that you can give him a natural inside move that catches the offensive tackle off guard. So very, very curious as to what happens in that scenario because I do agree that right now Tyron Smith playing on the right side you know you could favor Nick Boza on that matchup just based on the fact that Tyron Smith is playing on his wrong side like he's not playing on his left usual spot in the offensive line he's playing on the right side we know that he struggled to make the transition I mean understandably so not even criticizing Tyron Smith, but it is going to be interesting. One, whether he wants 
the Cowboys to chip Nick Bosa or not. But even if he doesn't, does his performance earn him the right to veto that? Or did the Cowboys go like, eh, you might not want to, Tyron, but we are chipping Nick Boza. So stay tuned for that because I think that's going to be one of the storylines to watch. That is a good point from Roy. You want to chip Nick Bosa probably, but does Tyron Smith overrule that? We'll find out on Sunday. Gregory says, no way that Dak will let Purdy outscore him. No way. The thing is, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like Dak is going to score his points and it feels like it won't be Brock Purdy who scores his it will be Kyle Shanahan so when when you say there is no way that Dak Prescott lets Purdy outscore him that sounds pretty pretty reasonable but then if you say there is no way that Dak Prescott lets Kyle Shanahan outscore him. Then it gets interesting because Kyle Shanahan and his offense is a pretty dope unit. But I think it's going to be, I mean, we have the prediction tomorrow night, by the way. I got to tell you, I'm kind of leaning. I'm kind of leaning towards the Cowboys here on this one. But I'm not entirely sure what my pick will be tomorrow night, especially on the betting side of things. We finished the season with 12 wins, betting each and every single Cowboys game over under uh, the betting spread. For those of you who are new here, every Thursday, we do betting the Cowboys. And last Thursday, we took Cowboys minus two and a half, and then we took three betting props. All of them cashed. I'm excited about that still. It was Dak Prescott over for passing yards. Micah Parsons getting a sack. And then it was also a... Uh, over on Dalton Schultz's catches. And two of those bets actually were plus money. So it was a it was a, a good Thursday last night. Hopefully, hopefully we get one uh tomorrow night. We're gonna do betting the Cowboys tomorrow night, so stay tuned. Pragmatic Mo, especially with his cash flows, is toxic down. Nah, come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne Brown says a diehard fan will not bet against them. Says Dwayne, we have done so on betting the Cowboys. Listen, you know I love the Cowboys. I mean, I obsess about them and everything. But when when we do the predictions, I mean, you don't watch this show because it's a uh, to to listen to a cheerleader. That's not my role here. When I'm in front of the camera and when I'm in front of the microphone, we try to stay as objective as possible. And we have taken some predictions against the Dallas Cowboys actually this season. And we have we have won some of them. Like Texans plus 18 and a half. That was pretty, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Let's see here. Not gonna lie, this playoff run reminds me when Mike McCarthy won his Super Bowl with the injury plagued Packers. I mean, how couldn't it not remind you of it, right? You know, fifth seed in the NFC playing on the road, winning on the road. And Mike McCarthy seems like he has his team right where he wants him. Uh, shout out to Tommy915. He says, what's up, Mo? Primero Cowboys is awesome, guys. If y'all understand Spanish, check it out. For those of you unfamiliar, Primero Cowboys is my show in Spanish about the Dallas Cowboys. You can check it out over on YouTube. Primero Cowboys, which translates to Cowboys first. 
technically. And that is my YouTube channel in case you want to check it out. It is 100% in Spanish though, so be ready for that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week because this is a big one for the defense. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. All right, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. The Cowboys are facing the 49ers, and as such, they will need to tackle when they are on defense. There is no other way around it. Cal Shanahan will find ways to get Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk in open field situations, and they will force Leighton Van Der Esch to make the tackle. They will force Anthony Barr to do so, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs, who had trouble doing it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know who else had trouble doing that against the San Francisco 49ers? The 2021 Dallas Cowboys. And now the 49ers might be even better. But here's where it gets positive, ladies and gentlemen. The Cowboys have also gotten better at tackling. And the stat of the week presented to you by Freeman Mazda, and we will talk more about them on the right of the week in a few moments. The Cowboys finished the season as the sixth best tackling team in the NFL per pro football focus. Why is that a huge deal? The Cowboys were 13th last year. So even though we have a lot of complaints about PFF grades, I think this does reflect something that we've been seeing on tape for the entire season. This Cowboys team does a better job tackling. Even Trayvon Diggs, and I know that this sounds super ironic after Monday, but for most of the season, Trayvon Diggs reduced his missed tackle percentage in close to half from 2021 to 2022. And if you look at, and these numbers are for, from Pro Football Reference, the Cowboys had 64 missed tackles in 2022. Eight best in the NFL. Eight lowest in the NFL. Last year, instead of 64 missed tackles, they had 106. And I think it's because, a lot, because of a lot of reasons. I think that the Cowboys have seen better play from their linebackers overall. I think that the fact that the Cowboys play with three safeties, a lot of snaps, also helps. Trayvon Diggs got better, believe it or not, tackling. Even after what happened on Monday, his tackling numbers have been significantly better this year than compared to last year. And then also, they might be faster. Like, this team is insane, insanely fast. They might overshoot. They might, you know, overbite in some plays, but, but they catch up. They catch up even after they overshoot because they just move so fast. And even when it's not the first guy that makes a tackle, there's a second and a third guy going in there a split second after. So I think that's helped the Cowboys a lot. I think that the fact that they went from, from the 13th best tackling team in the NFL to the sixth team has shown in tape and I think that is a massive difference heading into the divisional round for a 49ers rematch after struggling in that area last year. So my question from me to you 
after hearing the Freeman Mazda stat of the week is, do you agree or disagree that improved tackling will be a difference maker on Sunday against the 49ers? Let me know in the chat if you are watching on Facebook, if you are watching on YouTube, whether you agree or disagree with that take. While you do that, and before I tell you my answer, which is kind of obvious though by now, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 CX uh, Mazda CX-5 2.5S Turbo All-Wheel Drive, which starts at $38,350. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, hands-free liftgate, a lane departure warning assist, and a miles per gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. Check it out over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. For more, once more, Check it out on FreemanMazda.net. I feel good about that number. I really do. I feel good about the Cowboys being improved tacklers. Not going to lie. Let's see here. Uh, Samuel Rose's stat of the week. Two out of two Chanahans are, let's just say, uh, poop emoji via Samuel. So here we go. Do you agree or disagree? Bruce goes with agreed. Brian Thompson, the same. Katharina as well. Shout out to Sebastian on Facebook, who also agrees. Peter Rizzo, too. Gregory goes with agree. Uh, Lucky Gardenia's dashboard confessional goes with yes. Re uh, Regina goes with agree. <laughs> I love how I read that in Spanish. Regina, <laughs> you know. Uh, Tommy915 also agrees. Six to Midnight agrees. Toxic Tom says, will it be a difference maker? Yes. Will it be the Ohio State? No, no I'm kidding. The difference maker? No. Steve says, disagree. Uh, yes for Nicholas. Edward goes with agree and Miller agrees too. I think it will be huge. I think this Cowboys team does a better job tackling. I am nervous. I'm always nervous about facing uh, a yards after the catch monster like the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, don't ever do that again, Mo. <laughs> and he's talking about the Ohio State University. I'm not even an Ohio State fan, but that's always super funny to me. Those memes are always super funny to me. I'm sorry, Toxic Tom. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. I apologize. I do. I really do. <laughs> we are, says Toxic Tom. Oh, man. Abraham says, buy him out, going to a baseball game. Liga Mexicana del Pacifico, go Naranjeros. Hey, Mexicans, one of the two Mexican pro baseball leagues, the winter baseball league here in Mexico is uh, playing semifinals. So Abraham is going to be a very good game. And he's going to the uh, Naranjeros, which is like the orange man. And it's a, it's a very good team. So shout out to Abraham. Hopefully he enjoys his uh, Wednesday evening. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, the Cowboys did sign a kicker. 
Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Cowboys signed Tristan Vizcaino, who actually had already signed with the Cowboys a few years back, uh, at least for a few hours. Three years ago, the Cowboys signed Tristan Vizcaino, but released him when, you know, they didn't actually needed him. He's been with the Patriots. He's been with a, with some other NFL teams, never really, you know, on a steady role. But according to reports, including Todd Archer from ESPN, including uh, Michael Kelkin from Dallas Morning News, Vizcaino is not expected to start on Sunday. So don't take this as the Cowboys replacing Brett Maher because that doesn't appear to be the case. It appears to be an insurance policy. And if you're the Cowboys, why wouldn't you get some insurance at kicker after seeing Maher miss four extra points? So do you think it's a big deal, small deal, or no deal on the Brett, uh, on the Biscayne front? Blue Dabs is small deal. Six to midnight says big deal. The Wayne goes with no deal. Uh, Gardenia's dashboard says small deal. Brian says it's covering their butt, and I agree with that. That all depends on Brett Maher on Sunday, LOL. But I'll say no deal says Tommy915. And I thought about that too. But here's the thing, man. If the Cowboys win on Sunday and it matters that you know you're making a change at kicker, because you're playing another game. So if the Cowboys win and they need Vizcaino to play, then that means the Cowboys also won comfortably in San Francisco. And if the Cowboys win comfortably in San Francisco, then we might we might not be too worried about the kicker situation. I mean, I'm just kidding. We would obviously be worried even in that scenario. But I think it's a small deal. I think that it's likely that Brett Maher bounces back on, on Sunday against the 49ers. Now, I do think Blue Dab says, stop saying if we win, we're the, we're the GD game. Stop casting doubt. Hey, Blue Dabs, hey, don't take it the wrong way, man. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not going to guarantee you a win. As I said, this is not a cheerleading show. This is not a cheerleading show. We're just, we're just looking at scenarios. We got to do that. We got to do that. This is an objective sports show that covers the Dallas Cowboys. But I will say this. I will say this. I think that it's a, that it's a small deal. I think that Brett Maher is going to bounce back. And I think that kicking is a rhythm thing. It is a confidence thing. And maybe on, on Monday that was shattered for Brett. Hopefully he picks that up uh, throughout practice this week. And hopefully we see a better version of, of Maher. Uh, San Francisco is windy, though. It might be windy. So it might not be an ideal situation for the kicker on Sunday. El Pipiripao, shout out to you, sir. He says, if Greg the Leg finished the whole season, Maher would do so as well. Jason says... Um, this game is going to be really close. That being said, 40-0 Cowboys win. <laughs> there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you tomorrow night. That will be it from me on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And tomorrow, it will be time to talk about some matchups, to talk about our prediction. 
and we will have betting the Cowboys as we do every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. And then after that, I think that because the game starts at 5.30 or something, I think that you will get the game day show on Sunday evening. So make sure that you tune in on Sunday night so you don't miss me because we would not be seeing each other again until Monday night to discuss the Cowboys advancing to the NFC Championship game. Fingers crossed, right? It's going to be a fun game. Tomorrow we'll throw out some predictions. So do me a favor and hit the like button because every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So if you do that, it really helps me a lot. It takes about one second to do. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up. There's a little bit over 100 people watching the show. We're at around 50 likes, so we can get that number up for sure. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Freeman Mazda brings you primetime as every day, every night. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Adiós.